0: Welcome back to the Walk Around Knowledge Podcast with Low Millie, where I break down topics I've learned while securing my legacy. Think about it as knowledge you should be armed with while navigating through life. Let's take a walk. Welcome back to another episode of the Walk Around Knowledge Podcast with Low Millie. We're back for episode 10. Can you believe we've been here uh, for 10 episodes, um, you know, in The event of COVID-19. We wanted to be safe. And so we are coming to you live from my home, specifically my room. Um, For those of you that are watching this, you see all of my beautiful plants. Um, For those of you that are listening, I am recording from Philly. Um, so if you didn't get a chance to tune into episode nine on that episode, I recapped uh, the, my experience dealing with my father's death, what that was like. Um, and that was kind of the culmination of the beginning of the transformation in my life, if you will. And so today I'll be kind of discussing of where I am right now and so for those of you that have been tuned in you know that season one of this podcast has been dedicated to establishing like a foundation and telling my story and so we started off with you know when i first quit my job in 2013 and kind of chronicled all the way up until my father dying and today we're going to discuss like where i am right now like what i got going on what it's been like since my father passed and since really taking Helm of the family business. Um, and just also like, you know, navigating this and here the responsibility with um my own sets of goals and aspirations. And so we're gonna dive right on in today. I'm happy to be back. Um, so yeah. So my father passed 211, 2018, and like I mentioned on the last episode, I knew that I needed to take a break a break from my platform, a break from being on the scene, from social media, from pursuing my entrepreneurial endeavors. One, to grieve and really process what was going on. But two, I now have this inherited business that me and my brother are now at the helm of. And so to me, I wanted to honor my father by dedicating enough time, energy, and effort to really making this transition happen. And a part of that transition was us solidifying contracts and opportunities on our own, because this would be the first time that we will really be pursuing things without our father around. And although we have pursued opportunities before he was still the advisor. He was still there, you know, you could still pick up the phone and call him. And so there was this this goal that I had, you know, I wanted to secure a certain amount of contracts, hit a certain dollar threshold to make me feel like, okay, we can do this, you know. Um, and that's what I did. And so, you know, looking back, you know, I know it was one of those things where it's like, Dad, like you about to, you know, really kind of stop pursuing your dreams and really fall fall in line with this responsibility. And what I, what I realized and what I often speak about is just how therapeutic and healing it was for me to have my father's business after he died, because it was something that allowed me to keep his spirit and his legacy going. And it proved to be like I mentioned, just very healing for me, and so that experience, you know <laughs> I was in for a rude awakening, you know what i mean and and one of the things that I realized was like, okay, things are different. he's no longer here, like what are the styles of how me and my brother communicate up until that point? Um, I will say i w- me and my brother are are in a situation where we're building a close relationship that we've never had. We are, mm, I thought, what, 13, 14 years apart. So we are now operating in a relationship in terms of closeness that we've never experienced. And it's a beautiful thing, right? Seeing my brother as the CEO, as the leader, him seeing me outside of just being the little sister, being the director of business development and us looking at our network, how can we do this? um, Coming together for this unified goal and mission. And I oftentimes tell people that, you know, there's this negative connotation to like family business. Like, oh, you don't want to get in business with your family because family is, you know, which is a whole bunch of crock shit. because it's like any other business, it's lawyers, accountants, there's various different measures that you can take to ensure that whether it's a family business or not, that things are going to be okay. So when you are working in a family business and you have this unified goal and mission, it's a feeling of pride like no other. And I think, you know, those two years that I took off, I really started to understand what my father was trying to drill into my head those four years prior to that when we were doing the succession planning because he wanted me to care and I cared, but he wanted me to take ownership in terms of care, right? Not just doing things because he said to do it. And, you know, once he passed, it was like, I have the baton. We got the baton and it's time to go. And, you know, during that time, I remember, you know, meeting various different people that um, my father knew through business. And it was an experience of like learning about a man that I didn't, almost like learning stories or hearing stories about him that I didn't even know, because I'm now stepping, stepping into this business, stepping into owning it, stepping into uh, being the face of it. And it's, and it's new, there's pride. And and with that, there comes a sense of sharing and documenting my experience. And so all the while, like, you know, I'm still um, active on like my IG stories, but I'm not active on my website. I'm not posting on my timeline, I'm not really engaging my audience with any programming or anything like that. Um, but I am just kind of sharing the BTS of what it's like, you know, to have this inherited business and, and to grieve and you know i will say that that ex- the the 2 years after my father passed there was a sense of relief in those 2 years as well because like i mentioned on previous episodes of you know how hard the caregiving phase was dealing with so much um at that time there was a sense of relief because i was no longer living under that gray cloud, if you will. Um, But it was also new territory. And, you know, we often hear about the five stages of grief. You know, it's what I think is denial, uh, bargaining, anger, depression, acceptance. And I went through all of those and I still go through all of those today. Um, But looking back, I'm happy that I took those two years off to really sit with with what happened and really to process because when things were happening during that time period, there's just no time to process. Um, and so I do remember probably like 2000, like uh, I would say late in 2018, early 2019, I started to gain more and more clarity because that's what happens when when death happens, right? You're assessing everything in your life, business, relationships your habits, how you do things, how you want to be remembered, your legacy. Um and while I was experiencing all of this clarity, I started to realize just the wisdom and the information that I also inherited from my father, right? So me understanding that, okay, you know about government contracting. Like do your peers know about government contracting? Like this is something that this has been inherited information, but this is something that your peers need to know more about, or, you know, the fact that you went through this succession planning process with your father, like, what is it like to pass that baton? What is it like to do legacy planning and to plan for that? And you, I started to realize that that's not something common within our community. How can I use my experience as a case study to help other people? So I started to, you know, really start to think about, you know, me coming out of this experience and the value and the skill set and how I can serve in a greater way. And so, those were the things that were kind of on the back burner within those two years, too. It's like, okay, I know at some point I'm going to come back to my platform, but what does that look like, right? You know, I'm not the same person I was, you know, when I first started Can't Stay Put. I'm not the same person I was, you know, when my father died. So, what I was, Having to assess is like, what does it look like for me to serve on a greater level, given who I am on this side of things, given all the experience that I've had, because I can now use that experience to impact and serve others. And so from during that two year hiatus from my platform, I was testing out little things here and there to kind of see um you know, if there was any interest around the subject matter of legacy, succession planning, government contracting, and so all the while I was just thinking, you know, like historically people have known you for, you know, Miss Can't Stay Put. You travel the world. You, you're a global citizen. You have a global impact. And although that's still me and will always be me, I knew that that lens was. Um. Mm-hmm too skewed to come back as because it didn't fully represent who I am today. And to be honest, you know, can't say put, it's always been just a layer of who I am. But you know, when you're building a brand, you only want people to know about the brand that you're building. So you don't want to really showcase anything else outside of that. And that's the approach that I had took with my platform. And so, um, and up until my father passing, I always like, you know, I want to present myself as myself and can't stay put be one of the things within my portfolio that I do, but it just never seemed like the right time. So here we are, my father has died and I take this two year hiatus. And I'm like, you know, this is actually the perfect time to, um, what would I say? Reinvent myself, if you will, or to start to present myself um, as myself and not solely under this, global and travel and lifestyle lens and so in 2019 I started to think about like what this this brand this platform look like like how am I reorganizing things um because can't say put it still very much a part of who I am um is very much a part of my pursuits and things that I want to do but again it's not my only thing anymore you know I'm also having to think about I am now needing to understand what serial entrepreneurship is right and how am i going to juggle this inherited responsibility with my dreams and goals and aspirations because let's be clear i told my dad very clearly that um i will make sure i always have my hand in the business but you know you know your baby girl got dreams and goals and aspirations and you know i'm gonna pursue them that's who you raised me to be so the challenge became how do you you do both, right? And so that is really what I began to focus on. Is like, how do you do both? And, you know, that's when the feelings of overwhelm come in, and the feelings of stress, like, like, yo, like, what it, like, how do you do this? And then you know, you look to your right, you look to your left, and see, you know, what peers are actually navigating this space, and there aren't, you don't really have that many peers who are navigating in this space. But at the same time, I'm remaining very grateful, right? Because I have been entrusted with this responsibility uh, to not only carry on this legacy, but to be an example to others to showcase what this really looks like. So those two years were really about, you know, me learning who I am in the business without my father learning how me and my brother work together. And I will say, you know, we're still learning. We're still transitioning. It's a beautiful thing. I say it's probably one of the most beautiful experiences of my life is building and, and continuing my father's legacy with my brother Um, and having that sense of pride and being able to share that with him. I think also, you know, those two years was really about, you know, who are you on this side, Lauren? And and taking a breather, exhaling. I did a lot of, you know, travel and not can't stay put travel, not focused, you know, business travel, but, you know, just checking in with myself. And, you know, some of it distractions, some of it healing. I'm still healing, right? This grieving thing is a forever thing. Um, But looking back, I am very grateful that I took those two years off um, to heal, to learn the business, to create a, a certain level of rapport and respect with my brother, but to also process and understand the experience that I went through and how I can use that experience to impact and serve even more people. Because, like I mentioned before, I always knew I was going to be come back to my platform. It was just a matter of when, and it was a matter of how. And I knew now that it was time to present Lauren Rosenmiller, not Lauren, you know, the face of Can't Stay Put. You know, it was time to showcase all of who I am. um, And that's what I was going to do. So that brings me to this year, 2020, right? So the goal was, you know, you're going to come back 2020 and, you know, Launch your platform. And, you know, if you've been rocking with me, um, if you've here been watching these podcasts, then, you know, um, I officially launched my website and my personal brand in March of this year. Um, The four ethos being, you know, entrepreneurship, generational legacy, global citizenship and being rooted in faith all of which really encompass everything that I represent. And so me launching my personal brand also came with me launching my parent company, which is L.R. Miller & Co., which is a portfolio of brands and media assets that serve millennials through online education, media, merchandise, and experiences and events. And so how can State Put comes back into the fold? Can stay put is one of those brands of the LR Miller and Co. Portfolio. And so I knew that before solely coming back to Can Stay Put, I needed to come back as myself. And so that is what 2020 has been kind of been focused on. Who am I after you know this two-year high? hiatus? Who am I as a second generation business owner? Who am I now with this inherited responsibility now pursuing my own goals and aspirations? Who am I now that I have this extra wisdom and valuable information that I'm ready to package and share with the world? And so 2020 was really dedicated to me building my personal brand and me figuring out what I wanted to offer and how I wanted to serve up under my personal brand. And so, you know, this year I kind of took the approach of kind of like having this blank canvas, right. And just throwing things up to see what, what stuck because I had ideas of how I wanted to present my personal brand Uh, what offers I wanted. But of course, you know, this is my first year back. I haven't been active on social media, haven't been active doing speaking engagements, you know, just really haven't been engaging my community with systematic programming with a strategy behind it. And so, you know, I knew that this was going to be a year of establishing my footing um but also understanding that i'm i'm still a vet in the game you know what i mean this is not my first rodeo um but i had been you know gone for two years and so you know i wasn't going to be too too hard on myself about what all needed to, to happen this year but even still i still got a whole lot of shit done you know what i mean and so like i was talking to my assistant about how you know we we'll, We will be debriefing uh next week about all of the things that happened this year, and so one of my main focus was you know to definitely to create content and tell my story about my experience and and have that be rooted in what offers people see from my personal brand and platform. And so uh, a couple of the things that I did focus on this year was introducing more black and Brown people to government contracting, right? That's a untapped industry and marketplace that a lot of black and Brown people do not play in. And it's something that's very, very important to me because that was one of my father's missions, right? Increasing economic opportunity for, people of color that people that look like us. One of the ways that he did that was through policy in government contracting and procurement and increasing minority participation in government contracting. So a part of me honoring him, continuing his legacy is introducing more black and brown millennials to this world. And so this year I led plenty of discussions. I just recently wrapped up a masterclass, um, And next year I will be providing more support and a whole community around, you know, B2G with Low Millie and teaching millennials about government contracting. Also, you know, legacy is a big, big thing for me. If you've been tuning into this podcast, you know, I feel like I say legacy (laughs) about 10 times a day. Um, But one of the really proud things uh, that I did this year that I'm, I'm very proud of, me and a colleague of mine, Jakaya we developed a three-part workshop series on how to start, build, and secure legacy. And that was literally really birthed out of my experience going through succession planning, you know, things that we could have done better, things that I learned, things that we got right. Um, Because for me, another mission of mine is, you know, not letting sickness and death be the trigger of succession planning and getting your affairs in order. But even beyond that, also changing the connotation to this type of planning is not end of life. This is really planning the future of your your family's legacy. And so how do we detach the death, the end from it and really start to think about where do I want my family to be in 50 years? Where do I want my family to be in a hundred years? And so, you know, government contracting and, you know, legacy planning and succession planning and teaching that to my community, that comes directly from my experience of taking care of my dad, of going through, you know, as hard as it was, you know, I am now in a position to serve and impact my community. And so this year I dedicated a lot of my efforts to like piloting things, you know, piloting to see what the... The interest was and you know what the response would be and you know I have received and been well received and it has been a blessing to be able to tell my family story and to be able to use my family story to give people uh, inspiration and idea of what generational wealth and legacy looks like and could potentially look like for them and so That's what this year has been focused on, like really, you know, building up L.R. Miller and Co., um, but also like navigating this as a serial entrepreneur, right? Which means that I'm having to do things a lot slower than what I would normally do because I'm not solely just focused on my business anymore. Um, And so what that means is I can't do everything. So part of this is, you know, getting the financial and human resources required to build a business, not a sole proprietorship, right? So if I'm building a portfolio of brands that serve millennials, I got to, you know, build a team, you know, I have an assistant. What does that look like? I need resources. Um, And so I've just been really learning about, you know, how to build up the system and the operation to be able to succeed in serial entrepreneurship really understanding what my true capacity is to do both um but also you know understanding that I, these are growing pains right like figuring this out um and that's just on the business front right um but on a on a personal level you know there's so much self discovery that is still happening Um, and there's so much processing that I'm still doing because I am, I will say I am now a somewhat stable entrepreneur. This is my first time being somewhat stable entrepreneurship. So this is, this is new for me and just being stable in general, right? You know, there's so much instability that comes from entrepreneurship. Then there was instability that came from, you know, taking care of my dad and being in that space for four years, I was emotionally, mentally, physically unstable for those four years. And then, you know, the instability of grieving my father's death. And so I feel like this is the first time in almost seven years where there's a level of like, you know what I mean? Like I can check in and I will say that, you know, this year also being the year of a global pandemic has allowed for this self-reflection and this introspection to happen even more. Um, And it has been tremendous for me to take this time to really get to know myself you know what I mean? Um, Because there's time to do it. And I think I've, I've had to like unlearn certain habits because I've just been so accustomed to juggling so much. And so now I'm like, you know, who am I in this space? Like, how, how are you going to juggle this year of entrepreneurship? And, you know, how is your mental health and how do you want to build your business? You know what I mean? And, and, know just really being present in that and then also having the space to like network and meet people and and um kind of present all of the new ideas and things that I have and how I want to serve and so it's been very exciting it's been very um motivating and inspiring to kind of feel like I'm back in my space like I'm a new person I'm a better person like way sharper like way stronger uh my stock done went all the way up okay um but it just feels good to finally be running again without the hurdles that i had historically had because of um the responsibility i have with my you know my father's illness and succession planning and the mental, emotional toll with that. And so to have that be removed and be able to wake up every day and pursue and continue to build legacy and continue to legacy. So I'm just thankful, you know, to be able to be in this position, to use my life as a case study, use my life as a case study to develop you know, offerings and services and programs that will help people that look like me. Another part of that is, you know, with me uh, starting my parent company, L.R. Miller & Co., and it being a portfolio of brands, you know, part of that is having this walk around knowledge podcast, you know, the three part workshop series, another brand that's in the room with legacy brand. Now I have, you know, can't stay put in the room with legacy walk around knowledge podcast with Low Millie. Uh, b to g Willow Millie. All of these are various different brands that operate under the parent company. And so, keeping my fingers crossed, there will be a relaunch of Can Stay Put in 2021 that I'm very, very excited about. Um, but, like I mentioned before, you know, this is, I'm playing the long game. You know what I mean? And so, one thing has to be secured such that it can support the next thing. And that has to be secured so you can support. The next thing. Um, and so yeah, just building this portfolio and you know, set myself up. You know, I tell people all the time I'm on a mission to secure the next a hundred years of my family's legacy. You know, and and I'm serious about it, you know what I mean? Um, and excited about it and and happy to be able to share and document this so others can do the same. And so, you know, with this. With this podcast, you know, I'm excited for next year because we're gonna start to dive into actual like topics like you know, government contracting, secession planning, like the steps of things or like entrepreneurship, branding, the actual topics. And so, you know, a part of this season was to really give you guys the confidence. Um, and establish trust with you guys so that you know that when I'm talking about these specific topics and giving you the game and walk around knowledge on things that you know that it comes from a place of experience is rooted in skill set um, is rooted in doing the actual work. <laughs> um, I walk what I talk. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, that is, that is, is what, you know, this year has been what is on the horizon. Um, and I'm just excited that you guys are on this journey. I'm excited you've been taking this walk with me. I hope that this season has been humanizing, right? You know, hearing my story, hearing the various different things I've gone through, but I'm still here. I'm still standing, you know, I'm still rocking. Um, and I hope that my story has been valuable to you. And I hope that you're gonna keep on rocking with me. So that's episode 10. We done. I can't believe it's been 10 whole episodes. I can't believe you guys have been rocking with me. I am so happy and grateful and thankful that you have been here. It has been healing to share my story. It has been therapeutic. It has been a long time coming. I've been wanting to start a podcast for years, um, but just never had the time to do it. And so, you know, just thank you. You know what I mean? And I am looking forward to you guys continuing to take this walk with me. We will be coming back in Q1 of next year. Um, This is when we will start to actually dive into topics. This is when it'll be time to get your notebook out and your pen out because it's going to be time to you know really soak up the knowledge. You know what I mean? And so I just really want to thank each and every one of you that have tuned in, that have shared, that have liked, that have commented. And I just ask you to continue to continue to be on this journey with me. Um, You know, as I continue to be my best self, I say I hope that you continue to be your best self and seek out walk around knowledge that you could be armed with as you navigate through life. And so, you know, thank you for being here. Thank you for rocking with me. I hope you have a great Holiday season. Hope you continue to stay safe. Until next time, I holla at y'all.